Well, welcome everyone. I'm Salindran Buller, your host of Uplifting Humans, where we engage the world with real stories and expert advice. Our guest today is Marianne Bracco. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, but she'll be able to go ahead and tell me if I'm not. Marianne is a mother, a healer, a coach, and a business development manager who's focused on aligning clients with their life, their relationships, and of course, business success. Welcome, Marianne. How are you? Hi, thank you very much for having me. I'm very good. How are you doing? Really, really good. I'm just going to get you to just come closer to the speaker so that we have a clear, clear conversation. Okay. Um, so, Marianne, uh, how's your day been? I know that it's raining here in Vancouver, and uh, uh, anything special that you want to share? Oh, my day's been pretty good, you know. I love um, the rain in Vancouver because I find it very grounding, and I think that's uh, one of the things that I always need in my life, more grounding. So any that chance good? that I can get to, to kind of stay home and just kind of reassess my life and understanding and doing some internal work. That's what I've been up to today. So perfect. Perfect. So Mariana, I understand that you recently moved from Toronto, which was your home since birth. And then you decided to move to Vancouver with your son. Can you tell the audience why? Oh, for sure. Um, well, I lived in Mississauga, which is just a little town. Well, it's not so little anymore, but it's just outside of Toronto in Ontario. Yes. And I lived there my whole life. I lived with my parents until I was about 34 years old. Yes. And um, I came to Vancouver because I met a friend here. I met a teacher. Yes. And I came to an event that he had about two years ago. And I stayed in a hotel just outside, just near Stanley Park. And it was just a feeling, you know, it was like I felt free for the first time in my life. And I remember sitting on a bench just outside of Stanley Park and I was like, I could move here. You know, I could, I could see myself living here. So it was almost like a feeling, a calling. Mm. And then um, I went back home and talked to my son about it. And, you know, he was like 14, still a little, you know, juvenile. And he was like, yeah, let's do it, mom. So he didn't, he didn't really think about leaving friends or family. He just was excited for a new adventure. Wow. Well, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so now that Vancouver is your home, um, can you speak in regards to, I know that you and I had a number of conversations about, um, you know, this journey, this, this, uh, you know, there were some key turning points in your life that led you on this internal journey that you've, you've mentioned here a couple of times. Yeah, I think um, in my own life, I mean, there's a lot of, everyone is living some type of experience, right? Yes, yes. And that experience can be, you know, it can be really high, it can be really good, it can feel really great, and sometimes it can feel really crappy and these bad things are happening. And so for me, I was just at a point in my life where all these bad things kept happening, like mm -hmm. really bad things, like big things in my family, people getting hurt, people passing away, traumatic events. Um, so for me, it was like, it was almost like a rock bottom. Like how low can life go before you're like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Why is this happening? Why is this all, why is suffering such a big component to life? 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do, do you have a comfort in sharing some of those big traumatic experiences, uh, Marianne, that you went through? Because I think that we all suffer, but our understanding of traumatic and our understanding of, 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 of all of that is slightly different. So uh, I can only imagine um, if, you're, if you're comfortable in enough, uh, enough in sharing that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the, the biggest point for me was that growing up, I, I was very emotional. And I don't think I always knew how to process my emotions. And I grew up in a family where, you know, you don't necessarily talk about emotions and, you know, everyone is going through their own individual issues. So, I mean, for me, my, one of my breaking points was when a relationship ended, the relationship that I had with my son kind of was like this huge fairy tale for the first few months. And then, you know, I had my son and I got pregnant and then all of these devastating things started to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, life started showing different signs, right? Like my son's father, he started doing drugs, you know, like there was this huge mm-hmm. influence of alcoholism in my life with family members. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not that they're bad people, they're great people, but I think there's a long line of not being able to deal with, you know, mental health and certain issues. And when you develop codependency with alcohol or drugs, then that's kind of what takes over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in those, in growing up in that, it was like every relationship started, you know, ended up with this like big high, you know, you fall in love with someone Mm -hmm. and you're expecting that person to completely, but when things start to rear their head or start to fail and go downwards, it starts to disintegrate and it starts to open up all those areas in even a family. Right, right. And so there was that that happened. And then my grandfather, he'd fallen and he had broken his neck. And he became a quadriplegic for a year and a half before he passed away. And that caused a lot of, um, I think, suffering within my family, you know, watching my dad and my parents and, you know, they they were working at a family business. So Mm -hmm. it encompassed a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there was like almost like a lot of stuff going on around me that I didn't know how to emotionally express, even to the people that I loved Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that were doing their best. Right. Yes. Yes. So So for me, I had to, I almost had to leave. Like I had to like pull myself out and be like, yo, what's going on? Like what's happening with me? Why, what's going on with me? Right. Yeah. 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 No, that's a, that's a quite the journey. Um, And, you know, can you touch upon the, the reason for individuals and this could be your family or anyone else out there the reason that people want uh, to numb themselves out, that's what I call any sort of um, uh, addiction to any sort of narcotic, uh, you know, um, why do you feel that people want to numb themselves out? Is it because of a history of, of suffering? Is it because they're not capable of, they don't have the proper tools? Why is that? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like uh, it's a relationship with pain. Relationship with pain. It's a relationship that one has with pain. Right. And when you don't have the right tools or when you're constantly victimized to feeling like something in life should not be happening. Yes. You kind of go into this victim mentality and you start blaming Mm -hmm. situations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to feel it anymore. You don't want to sit in that 
that suffering. So then, you know, we, we go to external sources, we go to drugs, we go to alcohol, we go to like anything, anything, self-indulgence, shopping, like all of these things can, but they're really a distraction. And we spend years, yes, years in the cycle. And because we're so, we're so afraid of the pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's in my experience. Right. right. Because, you know, obviously you've got all sorts of clients that come and work with you. Um, you know, what, what's a life lesson, Marianne, that has stuck with you all these years? What do you feel that was your big aha moment, the turning point? Yeah, I think for me it was, oh, the biggest lesson is learning to be vulnerable. Like all of those things in life was just trying to teach me to be vulnerable, to express, mm-hmm. right? To, to accept and to feel. So, you know, because when, you're, when I wasn't vulnerable, then I was angry. Mm. And why you do know? you feel that was? Why did you feel angry rather than being expressive? Because I feel like I couldn't express what what like what I was really feeling if something hurt me or something didn't go my way mm-hmm. it was like almost like this constant tantrum in my head rather than just being able to detach from it like it's not something that I need it's not for me right now mm. you know and then I would become obsessive about certain things and it's like wow like you know things just take over your life to avoid the pain the, the pain yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you feel that that was something that you learned or was that something that you were consciously taught? Because obviously it, it, everything that comes into your life comes in some way or form. Yeah. I feel like it's something I had to wake up to. Mm. Right. Like no one wants to look at the, like back in their life and be like, wow, like I really like I I was mean to that person. I abused that person or like, you know, any type of form of abuse that you're giving to someone else is something that you receive too, right? That's right. So That's you right. kind of like I went through this complex. It was like, so was I abused or was I the abuser? You know, like what So you have to go through forgiveness. You have to forgive yourself. That's what cutting is and and healing. It's like understanding that you know, pain and weakness can cause you harm through what you brought up to understand. Mm-hmm. But you can get to a point where you can wake up to it and you can be like, wow, like, man, I was not a very nice person for a little while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, I also recognized it was through the pain. Right. I wasn't a bad person. I was just yeah. in a lot of pain. And so that you gave feel- me empathy. Sorry, that gave me empathy for the people that provided me pain. Right. right. It was like, you just understand that it's evolutions of their own pain. Right. And we're all like trying to live with this genetic of clearing out whatever is actually happening. So, so in your understanding then, um, you know, many belief systems out there, many people that are stuck in the religious aspect of life. And because that, again, is something that was handed down, taught down, not something that you had a choice in. Um, do, do you feel that some of that is something which is moving and shifting currently? Is it just within you? Do you feel that the masses, the community is seeing this whole shift? I do. I feel like we've kind of lost the real concept of what all of that is trying to teach you. Right. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like, 
you know, if I think about religion or people's connection to God, it's, you know, it's a spiritual, it's a divine connection you have with something. But when you are exposed to the fact that that divine connection is actually shame or guilt, or like, there's like, you're condemned, you know, it's kind of like, how did that all happen? Like, you know, how did something that's maybe supposed to be more positive and influential in people's lives become some of their greatest abuses, right? And mm-hmm. they rage against the system or they, you know, they think that it's bad or falling apart. Mm-hmm. But it's just more of a perspective. What do we need freedom from? Maybe mm-hmm. it's just that aspect. How do we re-identify our own attitudes with things? How do we change and look mm-hmm. at things for a win-win for everybody? Or like looking at things like, what is that doing? Mm-hmm. Right? So for our audience, what is one thing that you could recommend that would shift someone's current perspective? Maybe they are in pain and suffering and denial and victimhood. The one thing that you may be able to say, hey, you know what? Use this. Yeah, I would say that anytime that you you have a life situation, right? Mm -hmm. Something doesn't make sense or you have a conflict with an employee or a boss or, you know, like just something is coming up. Right. 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 Instead of looking at it and being like, Oh, this person did this and this is happening and you get lost in this whole drama. Right. It's like step back and ask yourself, like, what, what is this person teaching me? Because whatever is happening in your life Mm -hmm. is a direct reflection to you. So if you have someone coming in your life that is trying to control you or make you angry, It's like, you have to look at that version of yourself because that's your point of attraction. So no one is actually trying to hurt you. It's like, it's actually everything outside of you is that mirror. So start looking at your life and asking yourself, what is this teaching me? What do I need to learn about myself to get to the next process so I can attract something different? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's kind of the first level is like that point of attraction, realizing that everything in your life is not happening for no reason. And it's not just coming to piss you off or aggravate you. Yeah. You know, it's coming to teach you something and to, to release it. Yeah. How, how has your family relations changed to have they, because you've shifted, have they shifted somewhat? Have you noticed anything that you can share with the audience? Oh, definitely. The, the more work that I've done on myself, the more um, I show up in my family with compassion. Mm-hmm. My relationship with my mom and dad is very different. Like, I, I've always loved my mom and dad. They've spoiled, like, to be honest with you, I, I was pretty spoiled, right? Mm-hmm. It was just more of like, maybe, you know, some needs that aren't filled as a parent, right? Yeah. So it just makes me a better kind of parent now. But my relationship with my parents has definitely changed. Um, there's a different type of understanding and healing mm-hmm. that has happened. Mm-hmm. My relationship with my son is constantly growing. Yes. Right? And how old is your son? He's 15. Wow. This is a precious time. Yeah. So this is the time where, you know, like yeah. if I think back on myself, I'm like, what was I doing when I was 15? You know, it's scary. <laughs> right? I think that's one thing when you have kids, when you're younger too, you're like, you remember so much what you were doing at that moment, right? Yes. So I just don't want to forget those things because one of the things that I always did was lie to my parents. You know, I always, no, I didn't want anybody to know where I was, even if there was no need to. Yes. Yes. It becomes a way of life and it's a way of navigating the best way that you know how. Exactly. 
Yeah. So what's something that overwhelms you even today, even after you've done all this work, you've done all this clearing, and now you've got clients that are reaching out to you and saying, hey, you know, we need your help, Marianne, what can you, what can you do? Um, so what's, what's that one thing that still overwhelms you even today? Ooh, that's a good question. I get overwhelmed with still responsibility sometimes, right? It's like all the responsibility falls yeah. on me or falls on you know, an individual in life, right? I moved to Vancouver. I'm on my own, you know, before I had this whole support system, my family. Yes. Um, And so now it's like, wow, like overwhelming is still being a mom to a teenager. Overwhelming is, you know, growing a business. Overwhelming is, you know, socializing, making connections. So it's learning how to breathe through the process. Yes, yes. And surrendering, right? Letting go. Wow. That's awesome. And uh, what motivates you? Oh, motivation. I think failure, right? Like paying my rent motivates me, you know, having, you know, wanting to travel motivates me, building a life wants to motivate me. So I think people, people motivate me. Uh, I'm very inspired by people, my, some of my clients that go through healing, my own healing. Like we have, con- we have a choice and we have control in our life. Yes. And we're creating our life. We're creating our relationships. Yeah. So it's yeah. like we can create the relationships and things we don't want, or we can start creating what we do want. It just takes a little bit of a deeper understanding in yourself. And you can kind of put yourself back onto a path mm-hmm. that is better aligned for you instead of suffering. I hate suffering. That's one thing that actually, that's what motivates me, suffering. I hate self-induced <laughs> suffering. <laughs> it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, it's not, it's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. No. And what's your uh, greatest strength and your most challenging weakness, Marianne? Oh, okay. Um, strength, I would say, coming from my weakness of communication, my strength is starting to become one of my greatest strengths is communication. Um, and weakness, I would still say that I, I tend to still get overwhelmed and have anxiety sometimes. You know, I still can get triggered by things that are that don't make sense to me but mm-hmm. you know it's always work in progress yeah no it's always constantly moving and changing and evolving and growing yeah that's awesome thank you so much for sharing that and uh before we sign off here how can our audience get a hold of you if they need to uh, is there something that you can leave uh with our audience sure um i have a website it's uh, magicformula.co um, or uh, my email address is marianne at magicformula.co. Isn't that so cool? there's different ways of contacting me and even just to chat. Sometimes I like just talking to people because I like to hear other people's experiences. So That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Marianne. And I'm Solyndran Buller, your host of Uplifting Humans, where we engage the world with real stories and expert advice. Please tune in next time and don't forget to share this conversation with all your friends and family.